Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon. Happy Monday, September 27th. It's Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm joined with George McWiggin, the superintendent for the Fort McMurray Catholic School Division. George, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, my pleasure, Sean. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, George, uh, school year just started. You're about, what, one month in. Uh, how have things been going? Uh, not, not too bad, Sean. I mean, it's hard to believe we're already one month into the school year. Uh, it seems that uh, once school gets rolling again, time seems to fly uh, a little bit faster. Um, but uh, great start. I, I think uh, we've got the students back in uh, they're happy to see their peers and be out with each other in community, which is what we're all about. Our staff are very excited to have them back. Um, so, I mean, with COVID, we know that COVID's not gone away, and uh, we will continue to have our ups and downs with that, with some isolated cases, which we can talk about uh, uh, shortly. But overall, uh, pretty excited to get the school year going and uh, looking forward to providing a great environment for the entire year. For sure. And then for maybe anyone that uh, doesn't know, what what was it like? Uh, what, what kind of things did you have set in place for kids coming into the school year with everything kind of changing? Yeah, we, we once again, we started our year. We, we put in in our in our schedule a, a staggered entry uh, week uh, before the long weekend in September. This enabled uh, smaller groups of students to be coming in, spend the day in the school, so we could go back and review the pro, the COVID protocols and everything that we have in the schools. And, and it's just a more relaxed type of atmosphere. And uh, from a parent, students, and staff perspective, that was uh, received uh, very well. So it just, it just gave everybody kind of that reset and restart button so that when everybody came in together after the long weekend, everybody knew what was expected and what they had to do. So... Um, I think that was a, a good thing for us to do. Uh, whether we'll do that again next year or not, that remains to be seen. I'm, I guess I'm hopeful that uh, we'll have COVID under control by then, uh, by the time we hit the 22-23 school year, and we won't need to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So this was the first year for like a, a staggered entry. It hasn't been done in previous years? Uh, we did it the last school year as well. Um, it's something that we had started in the height of COVID, and it was just so well received the first time we did it because we certainly are not clear of COVID. We thought it was a great idea to continue to do so again for the start of this school year. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation is coming up this Thursday. Uh, that's probably a pretty important week uh, for you guys at the, the Catholic School District. Yes, it's, um, it certainly is, Sean. We... Our, our focus for our school division 
on truth and reconciliation, the call to action is something that's an ongoing process for us uh, throughout the course of the entire school year. Uh, we're taking and looking and using this week as a full week of recognition in our schools. We've got numerous resources that we've been able to receive, uh, greatly appreciated from the municipality, greatly appreciated from Athabasca Tribal Corporation, ETC. Uh, there's so much information and such a wealth of opportunity for everyone to learn more. And for us, the big, the big important for us now is we've come to the point where people now with the tragedy of uncovering the unmarked graves, I think there's a real realization that this is truth. And we need, as a society, accept that truth and learn from this. And as educators, it falls in our responsibility to teach the truth, put more resources in our curriculum that helps to uh, our students to understand the history of our country. And it's only through that process, one piece at a time, that we're going to be able to make a significant difference in the lives of our Indigenous students and their families. Now, you mentioned... Um that events are going to kind of be going on uh, throughout the week. Is every school participating in this? And do you know what kind of events and like kind of learning programs are going on? Yes, all, all our schools are definitely uh, participating in this. We'll, we'll certainly uh, celebrate Orange Shirt Day on the Wednesday because um, on Thursday, the, the, the holiday, and not really a holiday, but it's a day of learning uh, where we won't have any schools. So that's why we're, we're doing that on the Wednesday. Uh, but uh, we just sent out again, uh, Luanne Demers Noble is a principal of Elsa Yannick uh, Catholic School, but she's also our Indigenous principal lead and has been doing an incredible job providing resources uh, for staff to use, books to read, uh, webinars to listen to, um, and pretty unique and pleasing for me last Friday. I got to go to up to Elsie Yannick School as the school had a celebration and they celebrated Elsie's 104th birthday. If she was still with us uh, on Saturday would have been her birthday. And we're so proud to be able to have a school in our division named after such an indigenous elder of our community. Oh yeah, that's uh, pretty incredible. Hey George, stick with us. We're gonna take our first break here on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz, we'll be right back. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix 103.7, we're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm Sean Kreitz. I'm joined with George McWiggin, Superintendent for the FMCSD. Once again, what programs did you say that the uh, the FMCSD was kind of partnering with for like kind of just recognizing uh, the truth and understanding all throughout the week? Yeah, there's just it's just a there's a number of webinars uh, that teachers are listening to. Uh, there's there's a number of um, resources and things that they can, that they're reading and using that information inside the classroom with the students. Uh, great partnership with ATC. They provided resources to our schools uh, for teaching and teaching about the history of Indigenous peoples. So uh, those are the things that we'll be doing ongoing throughout the year. 
but pay, paying particular attention this week and highlighting the importance of, of the week in general. Yeah, that's very important. Uh, moving on now, I guess, to I guess things COVID-related. What kind of measures, I guess, do you have in place right now? Uh, well, we, 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 we continue to put in place the, uh, the measures of our hand sanitizing and uh, washing the hands frequently, uh, trying to social distance as much as possible in the schools. Uh, we have in place uh, from the Minister of Health order that just came down recently that all students in grades 4 to 12 uh, are required to wear masks now in school and on the buses, etc. We do have opportunities when they're in the classroom and they're sitting at their desk working for what we'll call mask breaks so that they have the opportunity to take the masks off. In our early entry program to grade 3, uh, our masks are highly recommended, which is what the government is saying. So. We continue to work in, in those those areas. One of the things that we've just incorporated now with the new guidelines and the new daily health checklists, there's a piece in now for household contacts that if you're a close contact of someone in your household, um, that you're strongly recommended now that you should isolate uh, for the 14 days. And that's so we've been we've been working with our families uh, and getting that message out to them as well because that'll help keep our our schools safe. The other thing that we've put in place is when parents are now letting us know that one of their children has tested positive, uh, and or if a staff member has tested positive, uh, we seek their permission. And in general terms, we're sending out letters to the classes that, that the students would be in or the staff member to let them know that there was a positive case in the class. Uh, we feel it's important uh, with no contact tracing anymore and no method from the government to do so, we think it's important for us and morally we believe we have a responsibility to let our parents know that and so that they can certainly be keeping an eye on their children and making sure they're healthy and doing the, the daily health check and keeping them home if they're, if they're not well. So we put that added measure in, in place now. It's been working for a couple of weeks and it's going quite well. I thank our parents uh, for, for their support in informing us and allowing us to do that. Um, so that we can we can do what we can. We'll, we'll we'll do whatever we can to try to keep our schools as safe as possible, and as well to keep them open. That's our goal. Uh, we don't want to get back into the situations we were last year, where we have to close schools. Um, that's not that's not good for anybody. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor, and we'll continue to put in as many different things in place as we can, to you know to increase the safety for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And what has been like kind of the reaction from, I don't know if it's whether yourself or a general reaction from like teachers uh, when like sudden changes happen? Is, are they adapting well? Do more things need to be done? Yeah, I, Sean, one of the things we've learned through COVID uh, is, you know, first of all, a big thanks to our staff in the schools. They, we've become very nimble at uh, being able to switch <laughs> Uh, to in-person learning, to at-home learning. Uh, is it stressful for our teachers? Certainly. Uh, right now, I mean, we have, we have students who are out with, with COVID and COVID symptoms and staff members as well. So um, 
they are providing work for for the students while at home, so they're doing kind of a double duty. Uh, but uh, that that's the mission that we have as Catholic school educators, and that's what we'll continue. That's what we'll continue to do. Um, the big big issue for us in the community is when we when we have staff members who are out. Uh, we have a we have a definite shortage of what we call substitute teachers and teacher assistant supervisors people who we can put in to replace the teachers. So we're doing a lot of having to do a lot of internal subbing in the school. Uh, there are days when we're, sh we're short, we can't get enough substitute teachers. So that is, that is certainly taxing us. And we're busy interviewing and looking for individuals who would like to be uh, a substitute teacher with us, uh, teacher assistant supervisors, people who have university training, but not necessarily an education degree, can certainly sign up with us and we'll put them through uh, some, some uh, an interview and get them on our list and, and welcome them to be used in our schools for these purposes so we can alleviate some of the stress. Um, and the other things that we have in place, uh, we work closely with Alberta Health Services. We have in place whenever there's a ten, a t uh, absenteeism rates of students 10% uh, plus, um, we notify Alberta Health Services and we have a notification that we send home Two parents are letting 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 them know that uh, we have reached that point, but our schools are still remain open, and Alberta Health Services will monitor that. And if it gets worse, they'll be contacting them. They'll decide whether they're going to earmark a particular school uh, and classify it as as an outbreak. Uh, it still doesn't mean the school is closed. It's just a notification and continue reminding parents to. Uh, to be vigilant in doing the health, daily health checks and monitoring for symptoms, et cetera. And if students are not well and children are not well, to certainly keep them home and uh, get them uh, get a, a COVID test so they know whether the, their child is positive or negative. George, stick around for just a little bit longer. Just going to take our last break here on Fort McMurray Matters, and then we'll be right back. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz, joined with George McWiggan, Superintendent for the FMCSD. Now, George, I just want to go back a little bit. Uh, we were talking about COVID and teachers and just... Um, kind of contact tracing and whatnot. Going back, has it ever come to a time where maybe you just didn't have any teachers or substitute teachers for the classrooms? Uh, yes, Sean, that, that happened to us last year um, when we simply had so many, so many cases of, uh, and last year there was contact tracing, so when if there was a case in the class, the whole class had to isolate our classes, depending if it was a high school setting. And if teachers were out um, and we couldn't get enough replacements, then we in fact uh, had to close wow. uh, a school, uh, like a section of the school, for example, did three or middle school. But we also ended up in the point for a period of time because of the large number of cases in the community. We were able to work with the government, both us and the public school division working together. Uh, we shut down both school divisions entirely for, for a two week period 
to help um, the cases come down to do our part. So we're 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 certainly hoping and praying we don't end up in that situation again uh, this year. Uh, the bottom line really is we got to continue to encourage people to get vaccinated. That's the way we're going to get out of this. Uh, the science is there. Uh, we have the results that show that um, the likelihood of uh, getting COVID or the seriousness of it or the degree of COVID is drastically reduced when you're vaccinated. So. Um, that's what we'll continue to promote and, uh, and encourage people to do so. But that, that, that's our goal. It's a difficult situation for us in the schools, for sure. Uh, but we're trying to do our best to keep things open and running. Yeah, absolutely. I can't even imagine the stress kind of going through the schools with with everything for the past two years here. I hope everything uh, definitely moves forward in the in the right direction for, for everyone. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and it's it's stressful for everyone. I mean, everybody, no matter what the occupation and the people in the community, we're all feeling the same stress. But we need to pull together to get ourselves through it. And hey, moving on now, um, election season got one coming up here in October. Um, what can you tell us about uh, the upcoming election for the the, the FMCSD? Well, we have uh, we have five seats available uh, with our school division for five trustees. We have seven uh, candidates seeking to be uh, seeking to be elected. So that's great uh, for us. Uh, that gives people the opportunity to uh, hear from the candidates. Um, the Fort McMurray today just recently uh, had asked our, all our candidates some questions, so they posted that information. So I encourage. I encourage parents uh, of our school division to to read those read those comments. Um, contact uh, the the prospective candidates and get information from them. Um, our local our local government and our local community elections are very very important. I mean that's that's the grassroots of who we are, and I think not just for trustees but our our um, municipal councilors and mayor. We all work together for the betterment of our own community. So it's not one to take lightly. Yeah, um, it, it's one to me that's most important, uh, more so in some ways than a federal or a provincial election, because these are the people who live and breathe in our community all the time. And uh, it, it's great to have candidates and, and great to have people uh, with their views and look forward to working with the new board after the election's completed. For sure, an election day. It's October 18th for everyone wondering there. Uh, anything we haven't touched on here, whether it's any of the topics that we talked on or anything that you want to add here, George? No, I think I think uh, everything is good, Sean. Uh, we look forward to October um, and continue with our education. And we just hope and pray people will continue to be safe, continue to be healthy, and stay together and get ourselves through this COVID crisis we continue to be in and look forward to better days in the future. Right on. Well, best of luck with everything with the FMCSD, George, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Sean. I always appreciate the opportunity. Take care. 
Once again, that was George McQuiggan, superintendent for the FMCSD on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. Thank you so much for joining me today. That is all the time we have for on this Monday, September 27th. If you didn't catch the full interview or you want to listen to it again, you can always go on over to our website. It will be posted there shortly or anywhere that you get your podcasts. That's all we have time for today. We'll talk to you later. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix1037.